1: Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a Corolla built just for you. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. You can rent a car, a house, even that little black party dress. Easy out. Mm. It's the Friday Fun Show, working title. No Dan Hansis today. He's not feeling well, so we're uh, we're playing hurt without him. But I've got Mark Sessler here. I've got Patrick Claybon here with his now regular, every other Friday Fun Show appearance, working title. Again, uh, what's up, guys? Hang in there, Dan.
2: That that that's 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 what's up. Hopefully, Dan is up upright, uh, doing better. Having dealt with what feels like a very similar thing, also given to me mm. by the kids, um, it's it's not fun and it lasts way too long and I hate it. Uh, we should get rid of viruses, ban viruses forever.
0: I think anyone that listened to the Thursday show could tell that Dan courageously <laughs> gutted through. I mean, he was already in the middle of this illness. Um, I do question about the possibility that Greg and I now simply catch it because we were in a windowless airtight room about three feet from Dan's mouth and face, but um, we'll see what
1: occurs. Patrick said we would know right away, so uh, we don't need to go into more details. I'm just, Uh, I'm
2: just, I'm sending you guys positive thoughts. You know, it's Aaron Rodgers' birthday. I I believe in manifesting uh, because you know astrology. Your third house is in uh, cucumber or something. I don't know. Anyway, (laughs) you guys are fine. You're not going to get sick. Let's
1: do this. I love all the comments uh, that you're sending in uh, at the bottom. If you're watching us on YouTube, if you're listening, um, we love you too. There's a lot of you out there. And you can also watch the replay on YouTube after the fact if you don't uh, find it live. We got a lot to get to. We got Patriots-Bills. Not a great game, but not... You know, as blowouts go, I think it had some entertainment value. We've got Mark Sessler's It's About Me. Um, You know, all of It's About Me's are great, but Mark Sessler's are even greater. And uh, we've got some predictions. And we've also got a shout-out to our most loyal listeners of the 2022 year. This is a surprise for our listeners. This is a surprise for Patrick Claibon. Uh But let's start with Patriots. Bills. Bills win this one 24 to 10. Hit the highlight, Graver. Josh in the gun. Takes it. Takes the handoff. Watch the throw. Fires one into the end zone. Caught. It is a touchdown.
2: Stephon Diggs. Touchdown, Buffalo.
1: That was John Murphy, WGR. It wrapped up a drive that started like somewhere on the Mass Pike in Boston and ended five hours later in the end zone, sucking whatever life there was in uh, Gillette Stadium out of the building. Bills win 24 to 10. They dominate time of possession. They dominate in many ways, uh, primarily, Mark, because Josh Allen is on their team and not on the Patriots.
0: <laughs> yeah, there was a really stark contrast watching really what was a workman-like performance by the Bills offense and Josh Allen. Um, a couple of always amazing throws, the Gabe Davis throw in there, um, sort of defying how the human body is supposed to work for most of us. Uh, <laughs> it seems like he'll do something like that every week. But that drive that you mentioned, I mean, if there was any life left in New England at all, It took it away, and I I just think that across the field, you're watching um, Mac Jones bubble over in frustration. I mean, we've been hearing, and it's not you know they weren't whispers; just there has been frustration from Mac Jones with the coaching all year long. And I thought that last night on an island game, Thursday night football performance, we're on the sideline. You see him just explode at. I don't care if he says it wasn't it Matt Patricia or it wasn't it Joe Judge or whoever. It is that environment, and we've been kind of questioning it all year long. Is it really as big of an impact as we think? Um, Their offense just looks disorganized, messy, um, and without a real focus, and so I think it does in a post-Josh McDaniels universe. I'm looking at Mac Jones and feeling like they've kind of sacrificed his entire second season. Ooh. I mean, it just feels lost to me.
2: To the point, Mark, where... You know, we, we all remember the, the primetime game where the, the fans in Gillette had given up on Mac Jones. There were chants for Bailey Zappi. And so Mac is in this situation now where he comes into the game. And yeah, we see the frustration and the video of him saying words that we can't say. Maybe we can say them here, but we can't say them uh, in our other aspects of our job. It provides like a nice side note, something to show but the thing to show is the Patriots offense struggling it's them having literally no answers consistently over and over again and even when there were drives that were uh presumably going to be successful they just kind of petered out they didn't have the answers at the end and then on the other side um watching uh, Ken Dorsey literally call the same exact play uh where you, you see Stephon Diggs score on a touchdown then they run Gabe Davis on the same route like the Bills weren't worried about the Patriots at all. And, and it, it really showed through uh, last night.
1: Yeah, I think the Patriots' defense was what I expected. They were fine. They, you know, At one point in the game, they forced, what, three straight stops? I think they, they had the sack fumble by Uche and a couple punts uh, sandwiched at the end of the first half and the beginning of the second half. And that was the point, if there's any way for the Patriots to compete in this game, their offense – needs to score points and make it a game. I mean, giving up 350 yards and 24 points and getting four stops against the Bills is about as good as I can expect. I think they focused on stopping Josh Allen's legs, keeping him in the pocket. They did that. Uh, Letting Devin Singletary and James Cook try to beat you. Unfortunately, they did that. Uh, They ran the ball, I think, 20 eight or nine times between those two running backs. And if the bills can do that with a banged up offensive line who really wasn't playing well or protecting Josh Allen, you're not going to beat him. I I think it was more about Allen just like making great plays when the bills had the ball. At least there was like a third and three early in the first half. Uh, that was just unbelievable. That like, you won't remember that he runs around and finds a, you know, well-covered Stefan Diggs. Uh, there was a, uh, you know the touchdown pass where Allen's fallen out of bounds i mean herb street and al michael's acted like that was some normal play that's a third down that's a fourth Four down, you know, a 4-point play. There were so many plays like that where I actually thought the Patriots defended it well enough and like yeah, you can't single up Stefan Diggs most of the games and survive, but it's like it was more just Josh Allen is incredible and Herb Streets out there acting like Boise State just kicked a field goal in the second quarter. Does it does that bother anyone else, Mark? Well, like, I, does that bother I, you? You know
0: what I love is that um, you know, we we gather before the show for a couple minutes and we talk about things and and Greg's disdain for Kirk Herbstreet's lack of enthusiasm (laughs) on last night's broadcast was the singular talking point. I totally agree because I think I I do understand a little bit. I mean, their job is to see in real time. Like when we talk to Mark Sanchez, he's saying, I look at every play from four different angles. If Herbstreet's doing that, how do you come out of that moment not wondering how a human being just did what he did? And it's like next-gen stats track that. Um, and they go back to like 2016 as the second closest pass released next to the sideline um, ever. And of the four <laughs> that are within one yard since 2016, Josh Allen has three of them. So this is the guy that does this on a regular basis. And the way that he just delivered the ball across he his body. He just I mean, away. Who was, was that was on the
1: Patriots? Was that Peppers? I don't even remember who it was. He just flipped him away dead, like whoever a, it was, a little so. bug. <laughs>
2: Well, that's the thing, and that's it's a singularly Josh Allen-type play because I, afterwards I was like, I have to go look at the NGS on that. So he's running 16 miles an hour to his right, and so the poor guy is, is literally doing all he can to catch up to him at all, and then he gets there, and it's like a dog catching a car. Like, what am I going to do? He gets stiff-armed, and then you, you guys see it. I mean, we'll, we'll talk about it if Kirk Street doesn't because um, <laughs> guys get to the sideline, like Zach Wilson, for example. He gets to the sideline. There's no plan. Josh Allen was planning on jumping and then finding somewhere to throw the ball like he did that. And that's and that you just don't have that playmaking capacity everywhere. When you have it, you hold on to it. You appreciate it. Yeah, like he throws a pick like he does later on. Who cares? cares? Like you're going to turn the ball over, but you like it's just such a value to have a guy that can make plays.
1: Right, this reminded me of Week One, and we've pointed this out at different points of the season. He can now outpatient you, and I think I I don't hate that as a strategy for the Patriots, just because you're an inferior team and see what happens. But when he can do that, and he only averaged you know six point eight yards per attempt, but. He was picking up all the third and shorts, and he's just really developed mentally in terms of being patient when he wants to be. It's not going to happen every week. You still get the great plays. I I was at a uh, an event at my children's elementary school during this game. It was Family Heritage Night. It was beautiful. They mm, a nice sang a little song. You know, they sang songs. It's been the first time since the pandemic that there was a little, you know, you get a bunch of seven and eight year olds singing. It'll bring uh, a tear to your eye almost. And I'm checking the score during the game. I'm like, Oh, I don't need to even watch this tonight. I'm going to watch it in the morning. And it wasn't even as bad as I thought it was going to be because it was exactly as embarrassing offensively for the Patriots as I thought. But the other way around, it was just like, uh, no, Josh Allen is awesome. My, my last thing on the Patriots though, is pick a scheme. They're just, they're just trying a million different things at once. Kurt Warner had a good video about it this week on his QB confidential slate. I had never seen uh, his videos before, and he really pointed out something I've noticed which is just they're trying everything all at once their timing is all off and I think that's where Mac Jones was yelling what he said was to get rid of you know the quick game isn't working that's what like they're trying to be quick game they're trying to be shotgun they're trying to be a power running team they tried to be a zone running team uh, the one thing they do well is play action and take some deep shots and they didn't do any of that Kendrick Bourne called out the schematics as well a little bit after the game and uh it's like they just didn't even take advantage of the fact that Von Miller wasn't there and that he, like they didn't take advantage of the fact that Deion Dawkins wasn't there. It, just, it was pretty rough. It I was will, rough.
0: One little hopeful note for New England. I, this is so Belichickian, but the Marcus Jones uh, screen touchdown and the way they're using him who's not a natural receiver. I, Belichick, going back through history, was the guy that um, was on the Giants staff when Dave Meggett, who is essentially an inch shorter and in the same weight, as Marcus Jones started to get used in a bunch of different ways. He had Eric Metcalf, and so I just wonder what will happen with Marcus Jones and if we'll see a little bit more of that because it's like at this point, that's the second longest play they've had all year (laughs) other than Jonu Smith's like 51-yarder against the Browns. Mm -hmm. I mean, they've just been a non-explosive offense, and I mean, anything you can do to unlock, you're still in the playoff chase. I don't buy into them at all at this point. It's kind of shocking to see a Belichick team this disjointed in December, uh, but they're still hanging around mathematically.
2: Well, you know what's going to happen with Marcus Jones. It, it's in stone. He's going to score like four more offensive touchdowns. And then after retirement, he's going to be one of the lone successful Belichick coaching tree
1: candidates. And he'll be good. <laughs> <laughs> I love That's that. it. Oh, you're set. Uh, yeah, the Patriots, by the way, have the Cardinals and Raiders next. They're both on the road. The way this team is playing, I actually think the most likely outcome of those two games is one and one, but certainly you could see them winning both of them and then they would be eight and six and still hanging around going into week 16. At that point, though, they have the Bengals dolphins and bills in a row and it it just feels like this is going to be an eight or nine win team that's kind of what we expected at the beginning of the season all the off-season Patricia stuff I think has come to fruition Mac Jones looks much worse I think mostly because of the offense Um, you know he's not a dynamic playmaker that's going to like overcome that but I I think we've seen him be better and I hope they change their offensive staffs this offseason but I kind of think belichick will be more uh too stubborn let's get to some comments here graver reed anderson says Claybon is a sex symbol which is like okay fine um <laughs> but so are mark and i right and, uh, yes I, that, I just, is, the, yeah.
0: that go the latter goes without saying you know sort of just implied
1: yes mark you true. said you had a you were gonna have a f- that you're uh, we had a comment that you're imprisoned again you're in the same spot you no, had a look.
2: Uh, all the letters uh, all all of the advocation for free mark Sessler hasn't necessarily liberated him but he's got some more decorations and the in the cell is looking yeah. better
0: well i did on um, i mentioned to uh to justin before the show that on um, i had a painting that i hung up um behind me and it was one of the, one of those little double sided hooks that you think but the painting about 12, 12 minutes later just crashed to the ground because it was too heavy for the hook so i think the universe <laughs> is telling me don't don't toy with what's already aesthetically working.
1: JM asks, what's more likely, Sean Payton to the Char- Chargers or the Cardinals? The, the Chargers. Chargers. Greg, what do you want more? I want Herbert. Hmm. I Actually, I want Kyler Murray more because I don't know. I don't want to root against Brandon Staley losing this job, but I do want a different offensive mind there. So I would be thrilled with both to be real, uh, cause I think Sean Payton could, could help either one of those quarterbacks. I am still curious how this is all going to play out. Cause Sean Payton's best friend, Mickey Loomis is running the negotiations of like what the trade terms are going to be to get him out of there. And Sean Payton's kind of, uh, Screwing over the Saints, uh, by quitting after getting like a huge raise on his contract, and and um, then you know gonna force his way out and having his friend make this trade. But I think it's gonna happen. I really think the Cardinals are going to, uh, change their coaches here. All right, let's go to a, another question. Just tuned in. Where is the old Zeuser? That's from Colton. Uh, you know we mentioned at the beginning of the jo- show, Colton, show up. At the beginning. Uh, he's sick. He's sick. <laughs> uh, Alan Hilly asked for a rainmaker, by the way. Can we put that up a little next? Freddie Hall asked general thoughts on the World Cup, fellas. Let's start with Claibon. Boring or fun?
2: Uh, who's a, If it's... No, It's one, it's not boring to me. If it's boring to you, you don't have to watch it. Like, you, you can... Go do something else, like stare at the sky. Uh, I enjoy it. I enjoy all sports. I think, like we get in these like sport versus sports arguments, that's the most boring thing mm. on the planet. Uh, sports are cool. Watch sports. Enjoy sports. I mean, I think
0: like the World <laughs> Cup. I'll, I have a great memory of, of um, uh, the previous World Cup when when a bunch of us went to this place, the garage, which was near our old like uh, workplace, and Wes was there, absolutely on fire, uh, and it was just jam packed with like four hundred people rooting for the same thing which I thought was kind of great. Like, I mean, there hadn't been too many LA sports bar experiences where you don't have a bunch of people kind of like with differing rooting interests and getting in <laughs> each other's faces and stuff. It's usually Raiders fans. So I like that. I like no I,
1: I love it. I mean, I watched uh, Korea win this morning and just the emotion on the players, to come through in a game like that. Japan yesterday, uh, obviously a popular one in my house. I was at work, but Emika's going crazy. Sh- you know, shout out to all the Asian countries. Australia, although they're not technically Asian, but they're in that group of, like, World Cup qualifying, the Asian group, and all three of them <laughs> through to the 16. It's been a lot of upsets. It's been fun. Alan Hilly asked, can we get a Rainmaker prediction, please? Kids gotta eat. It's funny, Alan, you mentioned that. Because I was considering that. I'm 4-1 and on the season. Let's do it right now because it's raining in Santa Monica. That's why the internet isn't working that well. And it's going to be raining in Baltimore this week as well. Yeah, the Ravens are heavy favorites. But they got the Broncos coming in and they're angry. And I'm not someone who usually likes these big spreads at all. But it's not big enough for me. I think it's at 8.5 or nine, and the Ravens are sick to their stomach about what happened a week ago. I actually think they have a top five defense despite blowing that game against the Jaguars, and I think this is gonna be 24 to six, an easy cover, and the Rainmaker goes to five and one. Well, I have a little
0: Ravens prediction coming up later, which may uh, fly in the face of your rainmaking attempt so we'll see who uh comes out on top
1: yeah it is really pouring and we i walked to school in it we have a, a pretty long walk to school it's about 18 minutes Roll and the kids rolls. the 18 uh, each way and uh the kids they beg to walk on raining days they want to put on the rain boots they you know they're la kids that this is exciting you know what else is exciting when mark has an it's about me let's do it let's do a little it's about me mark it's your time
2: It's like about that horn blower.
0: That horn is like when we used to clock in and out of the NFL, and you'd like
2: <laughs> a little overtime there.
0: Uh, this is going to require number one out of the gate. The people, our loyal viewers and listeners, um, are part of this. Uh, this is going to require some public theatrics that they cannot go in and spoil it. So they gotta, they're part of a secret society here. This is what we're about to do. I, um, it's about me, but I'm going to make this about you guys. And uh, I'm going to create um, today for each of you a specialized tweet that you're going to tweet out. Um, I'll send you it in, in its exact verbiage, and some of them have images. And we're all going to just let these tweets sit out. we are not going to be some jabroni that's like, hey, I saw the show. This is fake. It's like, it is my tweet for you, and we'll just see how society responds to it. So we'll start with Greg. Um, and Justin has been kind enough to help create, um, some visuals for us here if you're watching. And, uh, I created one for Justin too, so he didn't get off scot-free. So let's go to Greg's first. All right, so, uh, I don't know if people of a certain age might recognize the image here, but, uh, Greg tweets out, been spending my downtime rereading." the nine-volume Little House on the Prairie series. <laughs> totally forgot how dark it gets when a post-Scarlet Fever Mary goes blind in the fifth book by the shores of Silver Lake. <laughs> so you're Greg, I'll send you the text, I'll send you the picture. At post-show, you're going to tweet this out and just see. let Earth handle it as it will.
1: It's about me. It's you. I'm not supposed to talk. You have to do this,
0: Greg. <laughs> yeah. You're Why do, do we this? have to yeah. do this? It no, you like do. we lost you have to a- do it. Yeah, you we lost do.
1: some sort of competition here, some sort well, of Well, I, I
0: also, just to let you know, and we'll get, I'll, well, let's do let's do Claybons next. Um, Thank you,
1: yes, absolutely. Claybon,
0: you're going to be tweeting this out. It, uh, it says, <laughs> it's sort of a question to, to your followers, what's next in the pattern? <laughs> um, in parentheses, this blew my mind when I finally figured it out. One of those kind of things that kind of hooks people in. So you got people staring at these next things, and they read in, in line 7, 14, AA, 21, BB. 44, CC, Amber the Cat, DD, 55, Bumblebee Tuna, EE, 77, FF, <laughs> GG, 88, WC Fields, Alex P. Keaton. Now you're going to have people trying to find the pattern and figure out what it means, and some people will probably be very forceful in telling you that they've cracked the code, but there is no answer to this, obviously. Clearly. Absolute nonsense. Um, that's yours. That All will right. be coming to you. Now let's do uh, Justin's. This is gonna be a tweet from Justin to um, <laughs> Derek Henry. He says, yo, King Henry too. I've been grinding through my Titans tape. It's officially D-Henber. I just wanted to let you know that I view you as a big, powerful runner who takes no prisoners on the gridiron. I admire your work ethic and desire to destroy <laughs> the enemy. <laughs> just see what comes out of that.
1: The picture is rec- also a, a great one of Derek Henry crouching low in a custom-made plaid suit. Uh, right. So it's just perfect. It's perfect. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Before their private jet goes to a game. Uh, now this one is Dan... I texted Dan to try to get some buy-in here, but I, I believe he's probably in Snoozeville right now. He did not respond, but this will be Dan's if he... Um, he will agree, because otherwise would he not? He has integrity. So here's Dan's. I'm spending December focusing on parts of my life I feel gratitude for. I'm very thankful for my friends and family as well as my love of music, 90s especially. What's something you're thankful for? Be specific. Let's celebrate life together. Perfect. There we go. This is a, I hope that I'm giving you something that will give back to you all weekend long.
1: I, I think that was a, a great It's About Me. You, you turned it on us and are creating uncomfortable situations um, for us and Derek Henry. I mean, this was... Similar to the, a game we once played, Text or Tweet, um, but it was like we all could share in that. And, and it was uh, almost a punishment to get one of these. And now it, it's like you somehow used your It's About Me to punish us. Uh, Mika Lobano says that Mark never leaves character. Leslie Nielsen would be proud. And to that I said, this is not a character. Mark never leaves Mark. This is who he is. I I just
0: want to create a scenario for each of you that um has a lasting mark. Oh, uh, and I don't imp- I didn't try to use my name there. Just I want it to I want it to sear your weekend, um for better or worse.
2: A lasting mark with a C is like definitely oh, yeah. the fragrance name. Like oh,
0: I for like your that. upcoming. <laughs> release. I like that. You're my brand ambassador. And Josh. also,
2: it's gonna take me forever to write out this tweet. So please. Send oh it me wow.
1: me you send have to send the copy. This is this yeah. is ridiculous. I. Uh, I, I love it. Josh says uh, this is why he joined Twitter, although it's kind of embarrassing because he, he never uses it except for ATN. Well, thank you. That That's very nice. We're, I mean, Twitter, as as Patrick pointed out a few weeks back on his About Me, you know, there's a lot going on, but I mean, let's just focus on the good stuff. I'm not going anywhere. It's not going anywhere. You know what else isn't going anywhere? The one-minute injury update presented by Acroshore your home for the best in cat food. David Njoku uh, is going to miss this week's game. That's unfortunate. After that one-handed catch, he didn't practice all week and uh, he's not going to be back. Michael Carter is doubtful, so we're going to get more Bam Night for the Jets. Teron Armstead, as we're taping, we don't have a injury designation, but he sounds relatively optimistic that he might uh, return for this game for the Dolphins. Eric Armstead, also in that game, is going to return after a long layoff. Uh, Christian McCaffrey is okay, but we'll see more Jordan Mason. Debo Samuel mispracticed Thursday, so just check that out. Uh, Justin Fields practiced fully on Thursday. We don't have his Friday uh, availability, but the Bears did say if he's cleared by the doctors, he is playing. Aaron Rodgers also expected to play. Josh Jacobs expected to play. He's been limited in practice. That's true of Joe Mixon and Jamar Chase who uh, should return to the lineup for the Bengals. Najee Harris, despite missing practice all week, says he's going to play if you want to trust Najee Harris. But sometimes the players are more optimistic than the coaches. You just never know. Pete Werner been back at practice. I want to see the Pete werner Caden Ellis linebacker combo. That could be fun. Marshawn Latimer might return for Monday night too because his nemesis Mike Evans is in this game. They're Jordan Davis fight. has been back at practice for the Eagles, so he might come off IR. No Matthew Stafford, no Aaron Donald, no St. Juice, Benjamin St. Juice for the uh, Washington Commanders, who I know Claibon likes. And we got a questionable on Antonio Gibson and Chase Young for the Commandos. That's it for the Injury Minute presented by Actorshare.
0: What is Dan's status? I, I'd call him. Yeah, a, we
1: uh, got to get Dan in the Injury Minute.
0: Right. Is he questionable? Probable?
1: Uh, uh, Yeah. Jim, the editor, says uh, he's listed as questionable for Sunday, but the heroes are expecting him to see the field. I I think it's kind of like if he finished Thursday's game, Thursday's pod, which was in person, it's kind of like finishing the weeks before his game, and I think he'll be there on Sunday. Sunday's a big show. Good call. All right. Should we do some predictions? Should we take some questions? Or should we give some pop to – our favorite commenters or listeners from the year. What do you think?
0: I think we go fan. We celebrate the fan. Okay. The listener.
1: So, uh, Mark, give me your experience. You wake up. I think it was Wednesday. It's a wrap day. We get a lot of buzz, a lot of people that listen to the show, letting us know how much they've listened during the year. How how was that experience for you?
0: I loved it because I, I didn't know it was happening, so it came out of nowhere. Wednesday's sort of our day to kind of get prepared for Thursday, you're sitting around and like you're getting hit up with people who are telling you, um, like someone's saying I've listened to 19,000 minutes (laughs) of the show. And for my, the way that my mind works, I was like sitting there trying to like unscramble like how many hours we put forward a week times making that the years amount and turning it into minutes and it's like I can't make any sense of but I think they're listening to it almost non-stop it seems like <laughs> at some point some people had it was like someone like 28,000 so I think it's I it's dedication we do have the best listeners and uh, I I think it's incredible that they shared it. it was cool to be able to like retweet some of them too I mean these guys are putting the work in
1: these guys and gals, you're right. 28,000, though, would not even make this top five list. So we decided to ask Justin Gravedigger to uh, compile the five biggest listeners that we received. We got some from the Reddit board, some from Instagram, and some just from Twitter. And I'm going to run through them quickly. So you get, a, you get a little mention here. Tyrell Wilson on Twitter had 38,139 minutes. That's 26 days worth. And he's only fifth on the list. Uh, Reddit (laughs) user HC199 got up to 30 days. Uh, That's... I don't even know how many hours that is. That's 29,000 hours. James Richardson got it up to 62,320. That's 43.2 days. I mean, are you just leaving it on overnight? That's the thing I... It seems... Impossible. Our Reddit user, Nutcracker, uh, listened to 91,000 minutes uh, and that equals 63 days. You spent a full <laughs> two plus months with us, but you're not number one. Number one is Dallas Hoppa. You know who I'm talking about. Congrats to Reddit user at Dallas Hoppa. 97,160 minutes. Our top listener. Wow. And we're going we're gonna to reward you, Dallas. Justin is uh, going to put it on the Reddit board and get your information. We've got a, a special prize pack going to you. We'll have some fun stuff, maybe some merch, maybe some other fun stuff we're going to send out to you. And I, I'm going to push. Maybe we can even send them to more than just one of our listeners. And you see what we're doing here, Patrick? We're just... We're just like motivating all the listeners to top these guys for next year. Can you top two months listening? I mean, what? How do you think they're just leaving it on overnight? I, like I don't what? understand what's happening. I here. wonder
0: if Dallas Hoppa's like maybe you're like a cross country like truck driver and you're just rolling through old episodes and you're just grinding across the interstate. You know, but or, or maybe you're just in your house. I, I'm not sure. There doesn't have to be a chicanery because you
2: can right. You can. You can be double purposeful when you listen to a podcast, especially if you have Bluetooth headphones, uh, you can wash the dishes. Uh, Of course, like there's there's, it doesn't make it not viable if they're listening to old episodes while they sleep. Like it's it's still something. They're still listening.
1: I was thinking like maybe somebody sitting at work at a desk job for eight hours a day, just listening nonstop to current episodes, to old episodes, because I don't even think we put out 97,000 minutes. Not even close. Someone <laughs> so, someone just did the math uh, and I'm just going to trust it on the comment boards. And they said that's something like 30 hours a week, which we're not even close to 30 hours right. a week. We
0: don't even work 30 hours a week. So if like, you listened
1: you eight hours a day, it would take you over 200 days to get to this many hours. So that's like two thirds. That's like a work week. Every no, now there was like a long distance driver who said uh, I decided to go back and listen to the entire show from the very beginning. I did mm-hmm. get one of the, but even that guy had like twenty thousand hours. I I don't understand how this happens, but I love it. Um, and thank you all for listening. We love you, and yeah, Dallas, and hopefully some more. I feel like Nutcracker went over ninety thousand. He deserves a, a prize pack too. So we'll we'll hook you up. All right, let's do some predictions. It's that time of the week, uh, Patrick. Why don't you get us going on? Predictions. We usually go through the old ones, Gravedigger. Are we gonna do that? Do you want to do that, or should we just move forward into Week Thirteen? Because I don't know what we predicted last. I week. I can this do is it. What these would normally know. These well, are we from, from Week Eleven, week. yeah, so they're a little old. But I have them if you want them. I'm uh, not Mar- that interested in them at this okay. point. Let's go to <laughs> Claybot. I'll rob- just say it's two weeks. It's two weeks only, old. The only one that was right was yours, Greg, which was that the Lions would win in Meadowlands. We had three people predict the Jets would beat the Patriots and they lost 10 to three in a horrible oh, that's game right. for the Jets. So mm-hmm. Rachel that's was here. That's because I wasn't here. <laughs> All of what, you guys jumped <laughs> on the backs of the Jets. The Patriots might be the lousiest team, you know, Belichick's had and last place, but they still swept the Jets. They've got that much. All right, uh, we're now 11 for 52 on the year. Claybon, try to improve this, this for Okay,
2: in uh, a Vikings win, where Kurt Cousins throws for more than two hundred and fifty passing yards. Uh, after the game, he will do something exceedingly cringy, uh, that people for some reason will gas up until <laughs>
1: yeah. Until we're tired of hearing <laughs>
2: about it. But yeah, that, that's all of that's going to happen. That feels like a lock.
1: Right, that's every <laughs> single game. Wait, did you say in a Vikings win? Or yes, I, in a Vikings okay, win. Okay, So you do well, they have to get the win. I picked the Jets this week, uh for what it's worth. I think that's I think that's pretty likely with that offensive line struggling. So okay, I did notice they have like a a little baby. They're now putting in chains now, or like a baby Kirk. So maybe it's Kirk and the baby being together doing something. That would be cringy and get, yeah, they, get it well, right they, for you. They,
2: they did the chains thing, and then uh, Taylor Heineke swagjacked that, and so the Vikings were like, all right, we're we're not doing that anymore. So they they're gonna have Kirk do something else goofy. Who
0: whose baby is it? How did a baby get involved?
1: <laughs> I don't know. They sent something out on their official. Uh, Timeline. I, it was the first time I had seen it, but there's some guy, some ba- some kid that dresses up as a, as Kirk Cousin in chains. Uh, many of our listeners in the comments section noted that there was a ghost-like figure in the background, uh, who, yes, was Jessica. So there there's motivation to go listen to be clear. To, the- it,
0: to be clear, in Justin's background, not not anyone else's. In-
1: well, you would like her to be in your background there, no, Mark. No,
0: that is not accurate. <laughs> I mean, just oh, I mean, Patrick. I'm just
1: saying, he, like for the for the for the audio listener, like he he's dropped these hints, treat it like Patrick throughout throughout the the uh the last few months and uh yeah that's motivation to go watch the youtube show you can see see uh jessica appear at minute 34 or something all right mark what do you got
0: all right well i'm one of the big reasons that we've gotten 48 of these wrong over the course of the season but um i'm gonna keep firing i got a four pack of quick predictions here the dolphins put up 40 plus on the niners in a stunner um Greg, for you, the Ravens go into a full on crisis mode when they're outdueled by the Broncos, a team that suddenly scores at least 27 points on this so called um, pristine Baltimore defense. Uh, number three, a team owner says something that creates massive headlines by Monday night. And the fourth, now this one I feel very good about. Mark and Greg are found in a catatonic state on Sunday afternoon because our workplace turned our free cafeteria into a cafeteria where you now must pay to get even the slightest ration and greg and i will not be paying and there's nowhere to walk and get food so we'll just be found in a rough spot by uh, sunday evening
1: yeah I, I i'm not like a a big man but if i don't and mark knows this well if i don't have my three regular meals uh, I'm use. I'm a useless person, and I that could that could happen. Yeah, yesterday was the first day this this uh, new policy broke out. I did drive to, uh, tacos por favor after work and had a burrito. But it was uh, the timing was all off. It was like 2 p.m. by then. Uh, my predictions about Bengals, Chiefs. Uh, let's go Joe Burrow here, getting three touchdowns and beating the Chiefs for the third straight time. Joe Burrow owns Kansas City after. This one, I think it's going to be a shootout. And I do think the Bengals find a way to win this game and that the Chiefs defense has been waiting to fall apart against a great quarterback like Joe Burrow. We'll you see. guys seem fine with that. Now, no, you know I, I, what it, I, now you know what I'm picking later, Claybon on uh, yeah, no, Game Day I'll
2: take that. I'll, I'll take Patrick Mahomes uh, in, in that one. Also, for those wondering why we're wearing all black, it was the huddle news that Mark... Yes, well, precisely.
1: Yeah, you can catch uh, Patrick, by the way, and myself on, on Game Day View. We make picks with Rachel Bonetta and Cynthia Freeland that's on NFL Network every Friday night at 8 and it's got some re-airs. We got the Around the NFL uh, preview show that's on Saturday morning morning. morning saturday nights on nfl network it's also on sky sports so check us out there and until then uh we'll see you on sunday thank you for watching dan get better this was the friday fun show heed the call
0: Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with seating for up to eight passengers and available panoramic moonroof. You can sit back and enjoy the wide open views with the whole family. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. You deserve to treat yourself. So turn your tax refund into a U-fund and give yourself a straight talk wireless extended silver unlimited plan and get a new Samsung Galaxy A14 on them. Taxes and fees not included. Offer valid through 4 24 while supplies last. Online only. Must purchase a straight-talk extended silver unlimited plan to qualify. Limit of five phones per customer. Family plan discount with four lines all on the silver unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount.
1: You can rent a car, a house, even that little black party dress. So why not rent the stuff you need for your home too? The place to do it is Errands. Choose from thousands of new products from the brands you love. Online or in store. Pick a payment plan that fits your budget and pay a little at a time until it's yours forever. But if life changes, you can return it anytime or even upgrade it with something new. Rent what you need. It's better at errands.
0: Approval not guaranteed. Restrictions apply. See store for details.